Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. It was the second week of finals in both the Illawarra Mercury Premier League and the People Care District League. In the Illawarra Premier League, Wollongong United secured their place in the grand final, defeating Winuna 1-0 with a last-minute goal to midfielder Zach McLaren, while Albion Park got up 3-2 against Bulleye, seeing the White Eagles into the preliminary final. In the Illawarra District League, Oak Flats made their second grand final in a row, defeating Picton 4-2 at King Mickey Park, while Unidera defeated Fern Hill in extra time with a 2-1 victory at Ray Robinson Field. Nathan Turner spoke with coach Rod Williams post-match. Well, Rod, first off, congratulations. You had to grind for that win, but now you're one game away from a grand final. Yeah, look, I thought, to be honest, in the first um, you know, 20, 25 minutes, I thought, you know, Fernal probably the better side, um, you know, pushed hard, scored, uh, you know, with, with a, a pretty well-taken uh, volley. Uh, but I thought that, you know, the, the back end of the first half, I thought we'd come back into the game, done remarkably well. Um, you know, probably should have, uh, in, in the normal time, probably had you know, five, six golden or guilt chances to, to put the game away. wasn't to be. It went to extra time and, uh, mate, we uh, finally uh, put one away through uh, Sarve Trineski. And what was the um, tactic after you went down for that really early on as well? Oh, just basically, as I said to the boys at half-time, just keep going the way you're going. I mean, as long as we could hit feet and, and actually move the ball around, I thought, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd run Fernhill ragged. And to, to, to be fair, um, as I say, if you, you, know, you watch the game yourself, we... So we missed five or six really, really, really good chances. I mean, you know, a lot of coaches say, you know, we, we, you know, we, we barely got through and, and whatever. But you know, that two-one score didn't actually reflect the amount of, uh, you know, what I would say would be, you know, great opportunities to, to put the game to bed. But um, unfortunately, unless the ball goes in the back of the net, uh, mate, it is what it is. We did yeah. get the job done, and now on to next week where you rematch against Picton. Um, yeah. Up to that, what do you? Well, I mean, yeah. this week's been a hard week. I think we'll have a light night uh, Tuesday, a lot of night Tuesday. Uh, regroup, you know, um, obviously work on a few things Thursday. Um, I think, you know, we played Picton, you know, a couple of times. We pretty much know what they're all about. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, playing at Conno on a, on a pretty uh, pretty good pitch, um, you know, we're we hoping we get the points. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, as long as football's a winner and, and whatever, I'm happy with the boys. You know, they've, they've given me a great year. Um, hopefully we can finish in the grand final. But, um, you know, whatever will be, will be. Before we do discuss the games for this week, of which there are only three, I spoke with Albion Park White Eagles coach Goran Trzeski and assistant coach Chris Peros ahead of the side's Illawarra Premier League preliminary final against Wanuna this weekend. So I'll start with you, Goran. It was a bit of an inconsistent start for the side, winning just one of your first four games before going unbeaten for the remainder of the season. What do you feel was the main reason for that upturn in form after a bit of a slow start? Uh, obviously, we came in um, as coaching Chris and I. Um, yeah, it's the first time we've ever done it, so this was all new to us. We didn't really know the players. Now, slowly, slowly, we got to see them at training, get to know them, and um, yeah, so it took a few weeks. And after that, I think um, the rest tells a story, mate. We're undefeated since round four. Now, Chris, in terms of the side's defensive record this season, you did concede. 13 goals in the opening six games, but then just four goals in the next five games to finish the regular season. Was there a conscious decision to work on the side's defensive stability or was that something that just naturally developed as the season progressed? Oh, look, definitely. We, we definitely had to look at it. Um, you know, we, we, were making, we were making changes uh, at the back there uh, because of injuries, because of, you know, a lot of things there. Um, but like, like Don said, once we got to know uh, the players a lot better and, you know, and what, 
what uh, what they can all do. And um, yeah, we we made the changes, and and uh, it's worked out for us. And just furthermore, Chris, you did finish the regular season with three really difficult games. Last season's league champions, Wollongong Olympic, uh, then Wollongong United, who just missed out on the league championship by one goal differential, and of course, the top scorers in the division in Bulleye. Uh, you did remain unbeaten across all of those games. Did you feel, firstly, that it was a difficult run to end the season? And secondly, did you feel that not losing a game uh, in that run sort of provided a really good platform heading into the final series? Oh, look, definitely set a good platform, but we, you know, the, the whole squad and Goran, myself and, and Bob Stankovic, who, who's there with us, um, we all knew that, that on our day, we, you know, we're, we're very competitive. We, you know, when, once we, you know, sorted out the things that needed to be sorted out, we, we were confident that, that we could uh, mix it with the best of them and, and, uh, and we did that. And, you know, the boys are, are very confident. They've got a belief. They're a tight-knit bunch of, uh, bunch of lads. And, you know, they, uh, they go hard every week. And, and, you know, we're there with them. And, you know, we'll, we'll fight to the death. And, Goran, in terms of Nick Armand this season, he did come into the White Eagles, goals, uh, White Eagles goal midway through the season. What have you made of his performances? Nick Armand's been absolutely amazing for us um, this year, mate. I think he came in round five, I think it was the Winuna game. You know, he probably uh, won us the game there. And ever since then, mate, um, he's been the talk of the town. So we call him the quiet assassin, mate. Like I said, he just sits in the, you know, he rocks up, sits in the dressing shed, doesn't say a word, you know, he just finds his own business, looks at your smiles and just goes out and does his thing. Now, he's been very good for us, mate, and he's definitely our first great keeper down the track, and I have no doubt about that. And just in terms of the outfit players this season, Goran, who do you feel have been the standouts for the side? Mate, uh, our first great side's got a good mixture of youth and experience. You know, we've got um, you know, Chris McDaniel, inspiration captain, wider youth legend, one of the best in the league, if not the best. Yeah, you got Cameron Morgan. He's up there, there or thereabouts, leading goal scorer in the league year after year. Amazing work, work ethic up top. And I'm glad he's on our side, mate. He's, he's one of the best as well. Yeah, you got Brendan Fordham, natural leader, mass, massive presence on the field. The younger guys look up to him. In my eyes, one of the best midfielders in the league, if not the best, you know. You got Kyle Senior. Yeah, mate's passionate player. Oh, I know, mate. He, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Great trainer. Uh, he's been great for us. Uh, Joel Beattie, you know, last five or six weeks, he's been outstanding. You know, he, he, big motor, works his backside off. He, he's just been amazing, mate. And um, you know, Cody Wymore, another young guy, outstanding season in the middle of the park there. You know, motor on him. You know, Jacob Martin, that one on the left, mate. I, I think he's played reserve grade uh, oh, last year or year before that. But he's come in first grade this year and he's been... Absolutely outstanding, and he's one of the first ones chosen in that team sheet, mate, on a Saturday. Yeah, Jack Layden, midfield. You know, he's a midfielder. Uh, we put him down to right fullback. He's been very good for us as well. You know, Kaui, our Japanese superstar there at the back, very good. Jordan Nikolovsky, you know, he's, he's, he's come good the last four or five weeks as well, mate. So it's just, it's just a good side, mate, at the moment, and we're just, we're just riding with, with this wave, and hopefully we can go all the way. 
Yeah, and Chris, just looking at Joel Beattie here, despite not scoring in the regular season, he's now found the net in back-to-back games in the final series. How important have his displays been in the last couple of matches and, and how much can that help heading into this game here against Wanuna, having a forward like that who is scoring freely? Oh, look, Joel's, Joel's full of confidence, you know, always has been. Um, look, you know, the, we all had a slow start. Um, you know, Joel travels down from Sydney. It's, it's tough for him. Um, but, uh, mate, he's found, found some form at the right, right time of the season. Um, not to say that he hasn't been in form. He's, you know, he's contributed to, to a lot of goals, assists, and working well with, with, uh, with Morgo up top. And, and uh, mate, his, his work rate throughout the whole year has been fantastic. And, mate, happy to see him scoring some goals, you know. He's, uh, he, he scored, a, scored a, a banger on the weekend and, you know, made us jump pretty high. So it was, uh, it was good to see. And, uh, look, I'm sure, you know, for the, you know, Sunday he'll he'll you know show his form again. Yeah, he's uh, he's been excellent for us up top. And just finally, Goran, you face up Tuanuna in the preliminary final. You did draw one all in the regular season. How are you looking to approach this game? Uh, first of all, just like to congratulate Wanuna, mate. Um, league champions, you know, very very well done. Um, yeah, uh, they'll go in as favourites this weekend. Obviously, they were the benchmark uh, along with Wongong United. Um, this year, so we'll just go in, mate, as as we always do. We don't worry about anyone else but ourselves, because we know if we play to our potential, we're yeah, we're, it goes a long way to winning the game. So it'll be a tough game, mate. You know, it, it's going to be a battle. It's probably the toughest game that we'll play this year. But um, there's been a good vibe and um, a lot of enthusiasm in training this week. So the boys are looking forward to Sunday. And we will begin by discussing the Illawarra Mercury Premier League preliminary final, Winuna against Albion Park at Balls Paddock. Uh, so the sides did meet in round seven, and it was a one-all draw then between the sides. Now, the reason Winuna are in the preliminary finals, they did go down to Wollongong United 1-0, a last-minute goal conceded there for the Sharks. And that is the first time the side have lost uh, since round three, which was also a 1-0 defeat to Wollongong United. Uh, Nathan, how do you think the Sharks are going to approach this one? Because it is the first time that they have lost in in a long time. And they did did draw with Albion Park last time. So yeah, how do you think the Sharks are going to approach this one here? I think it's just going to be business as usual for the Sharks. Um, Just like just recent weeks that go into the game and you know, get the job done as they've done most of this season. Um, as you said, their first loss since round three against, you know, a very good Wollongong United side, obviously wanting to avenge the um, the loss against Coniston just a couple of weeks ago and the heartbreak of missing out on the title and they've come out firing. And I mean, yeah, definitely would be a disappointing end to the game for Winuna as they thought they could probably have gone on and win, won it as well because it was so tight. Um, but yeah, heading into this one, you know, White Eagles are, you know, flying on form as well. So they definitely need to be watching out on that and being careful heading into this game. Yeah, and the White Eagles definitely do come into this one in great form. Uh, the 3-2 win against Bulleye now means the side haven't lost since round four. And Nathan, do you think the momentum here, uh, especially considering the fact that, you know, they have won uh, the the last two games in the final series and they are unbeaten since round four coming up here against the Winuna side who did lose last time around. Do you think that presents an opportunity here for the White Eagles to go and pick up a win? Yeah, 100% Tim. Um, Yeah, as I said, very high momentum and very high morale going around the White Eagles camp at the moment. Um, You know, unbeaten since round four. Uh, 
have scored in every game since as well, but they have only kept one clean sheet, uh, mind you, in that process as well. That was a 3-0 victory over Wollongong Olympic in, in round nine. So they'll probably have to tighten things up at the back. But, I mean, if they're, they're front front third guys that are scoring all those goals and, you know, Cameron Morgan now, Joel Beattie's finding his feet in front of goal as well, then they're gonna, not going to be worried about too much at the back and, you know, letting in goals as well. But, yeah, so they're, they're flying high up front. Um, yeah, they're going to be a very tough opponent this weekend. And what are you going to say for a prediction here between these two sides? Yeah, I might back the White Eagles here, Tim. Um, you know, in recent weeks, we said how good their form has been. And, and towards the back end of the season, they picked up some very good results against some good sides to, to get them into this position going into the finals. And they've actually performed into the finals as well. Um, that 3-2 win against Bula was a massive one for them. And and looking back, I, I, coming from fifth spot, I, I think it's a bit of a similar situation to Port Kembla just a few seasons ago in, in 2017 to win the grand final. So I want to back the White Eagles to, to make the big dance. I think I'll say Winuna here to, to win this one. I just feel here that the Sharks, uh, they have had that disappointing defeat to Wollongong United. But let's not forget they are the league champions. And I think that's certainly a title that can be useful in this type of an environment because it can give you a sense of confidence heading into these games. Of course, Albion Park, they have certainly picked up form and they will definitely be a threat towards Winuna here. But I just feel here that the Sharks have enough to get over the line. And looking at the preliminary final in the People Care District League, uh, Unandera against Picton Rangers at JJ Kelly Park. Now, this is a replay of the qualifying final, but in terms of the times that the sides have met in round one, uh, Picton picked up a 2 win against Unandera before. As previously mentioned, there was a qualifying final uh, where Picton again won, defeating Unandera 3-2. But just focusing in on the hearts, they, they've made it to the preliminary final. They got up 2-1 against Fernhill in extra time. And I think importantly for them, it ended a run of two defeats in a row. Nathan, how important is that win for them against Fernhill? It was an absolute massive result, a, a massive turn of confidence as well for the Hearts uh, getting up in an extra time. It was Save Transeski essentially scoring with his with his first two touches, and it was a, it was a pretty good goal as well. I'll, I'll give him that. But I'll just um, say because I was at that game uh, in, early in the first half, it seemed Fernhill controlled a lot of the game, and Unadera sort of sl- started slowly. But towards the end of the game, Unadera could have had you know a, a few more in the back of the net. So that's a big big confidence boost heading into this one as, as they went down to Picton, as he said, twice this season already. So if they can find, you know, Mark Piccolini up top a bit more, um, get him in a goal-scoring chance, he can really take his chances and they can, you know, get the win and make the grand final. Yeah, well, definitely with Uden Dara. Uh, they're an interesting team here in this stage of the competition because they, of course, did lose to Picton last time around and they've lost to them twice this season. Uh, do you feel though, looking at the Rangers here, that that could perhaps work against them here? Because when you have a positive record against the side, you know, there could be an air of complacency around the team. Or do you feel that the Rangers have the capacity to, to make it three in a row against the Hearts? Yeah, it's definitely possible, Tim. Um, Picton are, you know, quality side this season and they've been able to get the job done on numerous occasions. And, you know, they, they held hope flats for the majority of the game on the weekend as well. And it was sort of late, two late goals um, for the Falcons that sort of got them over the line, but it was pretty even majority of the game before, you know, the O'Flats ran away with it. But yeah, Picton been very solid this season. You know, they were up at the top of the table for a reason um, up until round six. So um, definitely going to go into this one head full of confidence and, and knowing that they can get the job done because they've done it twice already. And just speaking about the Rangers here, I mean, they did go down. 4-2 to, to Oak Flats last time around. And it was the second time that they've conceded 
uh, four goals against Oak Flats in, in a in a small number of weeks here. Do you feel though that the Rangers there losing to Oak Flats two times in a row? How do you think they're going to take that kind of result? Do you think it'll be sort of something where they can take motivation from it and push forward against the Hearts, or do you think it might be a bit demoralising for them? Uh, it's definitely a big motivating factor um, going against the top team in the comp after you know beating uh, second place. Uh, it's, it's a big jump because you know Oak Flats are a quality side, but um, you can't write off Unidera as well, but it could go either way this weekend. So they're going to be, you know, very motivated to get the job done because, you know, no one wants to do two losses in a row to end your season in the final. So picks are going to come out full force. And uh, what are you going to say here for a prediction? You know, I really liked Unidera on the back end of their game uh, against Burn Hill. And I feel like they created a lot of chances and you know, just, a, just you know, not finding the target on those on those occasions, but, you know, keep giving them those opportunities, especially with Mark Piccolini and, and Dominic McGill as well. They're going to be able to find the back of the net. And if Picton sort of are leaking goals at the back, you know, conceding four a couple of times in a few weeks against Oak Flats and also two against Unidera just last week, then they're going to be very, very vulnerable at the back. So I'm going to back Unidera. Yeah, I think I'll say Unidera here to, to pick up the win. I just feel that the the, pit, the win against Fern Hill and, and the fact that, you know, we, we know the quality that Unidera do have. And I feel in the past couple of weeks, I mean, the loss to Fern Hill in the regular season and the loss to Picton, they haven't really shown the, the, the full might that they can produce in this competition here. And I just feel in a game where you will qualify for the grand final if you pick up the win, I think that should be an extra air of motivation heading into this one and really show the kind of quality. I mean, you mentioned the likes of Mark Picciolini and Dom Dominic McGill, and we know their quality, especially in this type of a context. And I just feel that that should carry them through in this game. We will now move on to a preview of the Grange Women's Division One Grand Final between Albion Park and University at Ian McLennan Park on Sunday night. The sides have met twice this season with a one-all draw at Terry Reserve before a 2-0 win for Albion Park, a result that did prove crucial in securing the league championship once again for the side. But before we do discuss Albion Park heading into this game, I spoke with Coach Maka Davis ahead of the big dance this weekend. So thanks for joining me today, Maka. I guess we'll start with the side has finished as league champions, and they did confirm their spot in the grand final with a 2-0 win over Thoreau last weekend. But what has been your assessment of the side this campaign? Oh, look, assessment is that, um, you know, we've got a new group of girls that have come in from this year and uh, replacing some of the girls that uh, departed, which were a lot of good, experienced players. Um, my assessment is that, you know, these girls that have come and done the job, I'm um, so proud of them. and. Uh, the team that uh, we've got out there on the park each week has put the effort in and uh, you know, we're ready to go. So, you know, there's going to be um, a good game on the weekend, hopefully, and we, we don't uh, you know, take the university lightly because they're a good team and uh, they don't give up until the end of the day. Yeah, and just looking in terms of the form this season, in the first seven rounds, the side did concede seven goals. However, from round eight onwards, the side have only conceded one goal, of course, excluding that forfeit defeat to Thoreau. What do you feel was behind that increased uh, defensive stability? Oh, look, I think it's um, the, the girls wanted to achieve it. It's about uh, you know, they wanted to put the effort in. They were keen to work hard for each other. Um, you know, we do that training. Um, you know, uh, Brittany Ring is a leader in our team and you know, when she, you know, she's on a game, I mean, everyone follows. Um, so, uh, it's just been a great effort in the second half of the season and I couldn't be prouder uh, of the girls. And just looking at 
this this season's women's division one holistically the competition this year it's been a lot closer overall than previous years why do you feel that is oh i think the, the other clubs have sort of picked up a little bit um yeah, they probably their training regimes probably got better i, I suppose um and plus we like i said you know losing a few players um they've brought us back to the firm a little bit and uh yeah and you know these other teams have sort of i suppose you know have sort of sorted that out found that out and it's brought us back to the um Build a little bit, but um, yeah, and it, it's great. I think it's good for Illawarra women's soccer that the teams are you know are getting closer and catching up to uh, Albion Park and yeah, Albion Park you know being a bit of a benchmark in the last you know few years, and we're proud of that. Um, and it's good to see other clubs you know, wanting to achieve and you know, maybe you know knock Albion Park off their pedestal a little bit, if you know, say. So uh, it's it's just great for Illawarra soccer, women's soccer. And just moving back to looking at Albion Park this year, how have the new players that have come in stepped up for the side? Yeah, as I said earlier, mate, you know, these uh, girls that have come stepped up and uh, you know, replaced some of these other girls that have left. Like I said, I couldn't be proud of them. You know, they're more proud of them. They've, they've uh, done what I've asked of them. You know, they've got in there, work hard, you know, train, and they've listened to what I've uh, you know, told them that they need to do and you know, some of the things they need to work on. And, because some of the girls have uh, come from second division. Uh, we've used, uh, used a few youth grade girls this year that have, you know, one of the young girls has done 15, and yeah, she supported us and come along and um, done her job. So, as I said, I couldn't be more proud of them, what they've achieved and what they've, uh, hopefully we can do on uh, Sunday and take another one out. And it's just with hard work and uh, perseverance and listening. And and just looking towards uh, this weekend, you will face University once again in the grand final this year. You have uh, played them two times this season, a one-all draw in round six before you did beat the Unicorns 2-0 at Ian McLennan Park in round 12, a result that did prove vital in winning the league championship. How are the side looking to approach this game? And does the fact that you do have such a positive record against University this season boost the side in any way? Oh, look, a little bit it does. I mean, um, you, you, you can only take one game at a time, mate. You know? The old saying is you're only as good as your last game. And if you don't turn up on the day to play any team, um, you know, you can easily get beat. And we, we take that into account. But we're not taking a uh, university lightly. We know they've got some good players. Um, they're a good team. As I said, they play for nine minutes. And we're, we're you know, we're, you know, out there and... Uh, we're going to give it all our best and you know, we don't underestimate anyone. Um, as I said, you know, we're there to play the game and we're going to put our best foot, foot forward and uh, hopefully continue what we're doing. But it's all about how you approach the game and then you go out there and put the effort in. If you don't put the effort in, nothing's going to happen, mate. Now, looking at Albion Park, they did win the league championship on head-to-head and to make it to the grand final, they did beat the rule. 2-0 uh, on Sunday at Ian McLennan Park. It was a, I was at the game and it was a convincing display from Albion Park overall. I think Thrall did have their moments, but Albion Park overall, they were they really were in control throughout the game. Brittany Wing was fantastic again. So Nathan, what have you made of Albion Park this year? I mean, it's been a lot closer in terms of the league championship. The Albion Park and Uni separated on, on just head-to-head. I mean, do you think that Albion Park here, this would probably be the closest grand final they've had in a while? 
yeah, it definitely could be that scenario this year. Um, we talk about sort of how close other teams have gotten to beating them this uh, in 2020, but you know, still wraps off to Albion Park for winning the league. Um, you know, I mean, they've been doing it for the last six to seven years, and and going back, looking at the records, they've won the last six grand finals, and the last one where they've only won by one goal was in 2014. So, you know, massive wraps to Albion Park, and it is the third third grand final in a row where they do play uni. Um, they have beaten them on 3-0 on both occasions as well. But yeah, as you mentioned with Brittany Ring, she's just been in fine form again this season, um, scoring 16 goals in, in 15 games uh, for the year, which is you know incredible for a shortened season as well. Um, and obviously she's uh, doing her part in the 40 goals scored for the club. Um, and that's ultimately what, what's made him make the grand final for yet another year. And moving on to their opponents, University, but before we do discuss the team, Nathan, you did speak with uh, university coach Broad Crichton. Uh, here's what he had to say. So, yes, joining me on the podcast today is university head coach Broad Crichton. How are you, Broad? I'm fine, thanks, Nathan. Now, I just want to jump straight into it um, with the women's competition. This has been the closest in recent years that your side has come to winning the league, obviously, just missing out on that head to head. Um, after being level on points with Albion Park. What do you think that has been the main underlying factor for, for the close season in 2020? Oh, look, I think the main underlying factor is that um, every club and every team's lost players. I mean, Albion Park's lost a lot of players from last year. We, from the beginning of the season with COVID, we lost seven Div 1 players. Um, and as a club, instead of um, six teams, we've been reduced to five teams. Uh, teams like Winuna, they lost a lot of players as well. Doesn't mean that the standards dropped. I think Albion Park played better football. The, the game they def- they defeated us um, at 2-0, it was the best football I've seen them play in uh, three years. Um, our girls are playing exceptionally good football. Winuna play really good football. And it's it's um, good to see other teams like Warilla and Thoreau, um younger teams coming up and starting to compete with the more established teams, uh, the, which which means that our competition is is getting more even, but it's also getting stronger because you have to be on your game a lot more to beat more teams. Last couple of years, through we didn't didn't even rate them, you know, because we were beating them quite convincingly. This year, it's a struggle, and they're beating teams like Winuna and and, and coming close to beating Albion Park and us, and they get into the finals. I mean, Warilla's another young team that, uh, that just don't go away. Wollongong United's another young team. It's, and it's great to see that they're, they're coming on and they're getting better and better. And you did mention all the new players that have come into your side this year. Um, how have they been going to, to fit into your team? Yeah, look, everyone seems to gel well. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things... We, we encouraged playing football, a couple of touches on the ball, making angles, you know, getting the ball into the other, other team's half, working it, not by knocking long balls through. Um, our philosophy at uni is that if you've got possession of the ball, the other team can't do anything to, to hurt you. And as soon as we lose it, we're going to try and get it back as fast as we can. So be a bit proactive in how we get the ball into the front third and um, instead of just knocking it long and hopefully we've got someone up there that'll chase it. And now I did speak with you back in round five after that 40 win over Wollongong United and you, and you said then that you wanted your side to be more clinical in front of goal. Uh, and now looking 
obviously at the end of the season, you've scored 50 for the year. Is this something that you feel that has improved heavily throughout the season? Yes and no. In some games, some games we've done very well. In other games, we've struggled. It's, um, it, it's I, I, I can't put a finger on it at the moment. But yeah, look, anyone who's scored 50-something goals in a season, you know, can't be too... Yeah, too unhappy. We, we've we've scored a few, and there's other games that we've been a bit dry on it on the scoring uh, tally sheet. But you know, it, it's it's like everything. You know, sometimes you go to work and you don't feel like being there. Um, football. Sometimes you you come to football. Sometimes someone might not have a great game, but the next week they'll they'll play like a champion. Uh, it just depends. Um, We've got to turn up, especially this weekend. There's no other. There's no game later. So if we don't turn up to play, we'll get a, we'll get thumped. Um, and I know Albion Park will turn up to play. That's that's their culture. They they have a winning culture, a big winning culture, and they've had it for years. So for our girls to compete with Albion Park this week, we have to be from the whistle. We have to be on our game. We have to be pressing them when they've got the ball so as we, you know, to give them less options to play out, uh, try and win the ball in their front third, you know, and counter, counter quickly uh, when we do win it. So, yeah, look, if we turn up, we can win. But if we don't, you know, it'll be same as history has for the last three or four years. And now going on to Sunday this weekend, the big grand final between you guys and Albion Park, you know, tough opponents. Uh, How are you and the side looking to approach the game? Well, we're looking to approach it like we approach every game. Trying, like I said before, trying to keep the ball uh, away from them, uh, create opportunities in front of goals, and hopefully our uh, target people and midfields will come through and score. Um, you know, uh, but I'd like to say at this point in time, it's more than just our you know, Div One team. It's it's we as a club this year we've done really well. Five teams, four in the fi- four in the semis, and three teams made the grand finals. Div one, two, and three. So you know, whatever happens, I'm proud of the help all the girls, and I'm proud of the club. Um, it's it's a great club to be associated with, and um, they've done really really well this year. And just briefly on that um, division two and division three sides also making the finals. For you as a head coach, is this something you aimed for at the start of the season and does it sort of boost the confidence and morale of all your players heading into Sunday? Look, our aim and our philosophy at uni is to get as many people playing football as we can and to improve them as individuals and as team members. Um, One of the biggest uh, thrills I had was coaching our Div 4 team a few times this year um, to see the difference from people who... (laughs) Couldn't string too many passes together at the beginning of the season to string five and six passes together and actually communicating on the field, talking about where to go for defence and who to push up and and actually scoring some goals and, and playing like a team. And, you know, even if they do lose, they come off with smiles on their faces because they know they've played really well. And that that's that's that gives me as much thrill as seeing our div ones and twos um, putting four and five goals in the back of the net, you know, just to see the improvement in the club because, you know, if we just focus on Div 1, we're leaving out, you know, in our club, we're leaving out four-fifths of our club. So we focus on everyone and we try to improve everyone and in so doing, we're improving uh, the football in the Laura District and we're improving our club. 
Now back to your first division side. Um, you've been in the last two grand finals, um, back-to-back defeats, unfortunately, but going up against Albion Park for a third time. Is this something that's playing on the back of your mind or is it something that you're going to use to your advantage? It doesn't play on my mind. I, you know, we go out, we do the best we can. And if we, if we come up trumps, that's great. If we don't, well, I'm still proud of the girls. They've done really well. They've come equal first um, on points this year. Um, they've, it's been, like I said, we've lost, we lost seven players from the beginning of the season from Div 1. Um, it, it's been an odd year for everyone. All clubs have been the same, same boat. So, you know, we win, great. We lose. Still great. I'm proud of the girls. They've, they've worked hard. Um, the club's done well. And, yeah, you can't take it away from... If Albion Park Beaters can't take it away from them, they're a great side. You don't become State Cup champions, champions, champions for the amount of years that they've been without being a great side. It just goes to show that we're probably in the toughest league in the state. And if you come in the top four in the toughest league in the state, you're doing pretty well. So looking at uni in this game, they did defeat Winona 2-1 to make it to the grand final. Zoe Carlos and Kaya Stewart on the score sheet before they did concede a late goal to halve the deficit there. Nathan, in terms of the Unicorns this season, I mean, if, if the league was run on, on goal difference, they would have won it. Uh, but in terms of how much closer it's been this year, do you think that provides them a real sense of confidence heading into this game against Albion Park? Because I guess in recent years, they've lost uh, pretty much every time they've played them. But this year, it's been a lot closer. And do you think that provides them a sense of confidence heading into a grand final? Yeah, it's a massive confidence boost, uh, massive sort of thing for uni heading into this one as well, knowing that they can do the job against um, you know, a quality side in Albion Park. But you know, they've been there for the last couple of seasons. They've come second um, in, in both 2018 and 2019 going down in the grand final. So this is their third straight grand final um, appearance. So that's a massive sort of feat for them as well. Um, and But they, they deserve to be there 100%. And as you mentioned, they... If a normal season they're winning on goal difference, they're winning the league, which is you know an impressive feat. Uh, 52 goals scored and only 10 conceded, which is the best for both those um, statistics in the competition. Um, Zoe Carlos, as you mentioned, scoring on the weekend, playing a big hand in that, scoring nine goals in her 13 games. Uh, and also Lucy Crichton, seven goals in seven games as well up top. Yeah, they're going to be a head full of confidence heading into this one, knowing that they can get the job done and, and take out their first grand final. And what are you going to say here in terms of a prediction between these two sides? Look, everyone knows how dominant Albion Park is, but I'm really liking University this season and I feel like they're going to get the job done. Um, Three straight grand finals in a row, uh, the defeats, no one really wants to do that. Um, And I feel like they're going to be the team that, that breaks Albion Park's grand final winning streak. I think I will stick with Albion Park to win this one. I think they've shown their quality throughout the season. Of course, it has been a lot closer, but it was only a few weeks ago that Albion Park did beat University 2-0. And I was at that game and I was really impressed with Albion Park because I felt they had a real sense of confidence in the way that they played and they were really dominant for large parts of the game here. And I feel if they can replicate that to a certain extent, um, they'll be able to win the grand final for sure. And that does conclude the previews for this week. Nathan, thank you for joining me again. No worries, Tim. That concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as notifications regarding match reports, previews, reviews, and feature articles. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.